Welcome back to Lonely Town, a killer's podcast with Jimmy McKnight and Derek Everett. Two Nephi guys or two Nephites, however you want to word it, that's who you got. Yeah, today we're going to talk about Pressure Machine. So we talked in the past episodes about finding out they were famous, what happened since then. Now, Pressure Machine, they announced it just a couple weeks ago and it's coming out this week. As as we record it, it will be out in a couple days. And I've already talked to my wife. I said, Friday after work, we're going to get Pressure Machine... And we're just going to go to Nephi, we're going to pop it in the CD player, <laughs> and we're going to drive around Nephi listening to Pressure Machine about Nephi, which I bet not many people can say for the first time they heard it. So we're going to do that to have that experience. Awesome. Yeah, I think um, we, talk, we talked about looking for validation and, and wanting to have Brandon talk about Nephi more and not just say that he's from Vegas. And I think over the years, I know I lost kind of hope that that was going to happen. So when I got a notification or somebody sent me a, a screenshot of a of a press release saying that the Killers were coming out with an album in August that was going to be based on Brandon's time growing up in Nephi. I thought, well, I'll be. <laughs> I'll be. Uh, yeah. I never I, thought that would happen. I was, uh, so I remember all these weird, obscure things. This happened like less than a month ago. I don't remember the first thing that I heard when it said it was going to be all about Nephi. I remember it had to do with COVID and going back. I'm banned in a few places in Nephi. I don't know if you know this or not. I didn't know that. Two of the places I'm banned. I'm banned on the Nephi Indoor Yard Cell. Oh, on Facebook. And I'm banned from the grocery store, uh, officially, unofficially, which can be a whole story for another day. (laughs) But it has to do with the 90s and growing up. Uh, I remember about a year ago, my mom sent me over, you know, some stuff from the Facebook Indoor Yard Cell of Nephi about Brandon being back at the Onyx, I think is what you call it, the building where he grew up, like, uh, and... Is it the Onyx? I think it's the Onyx. Annex. Annex. I can't remember. I get a little a little pressure on this machine. I can't remember <laughs> words, so thank you. And he had his kids there, and he was just kind of showing them where he grew up. And then from, you know, it was a few people around town, like, look who's back and taking pictures and, you know, the whole thing. And uh, that's kind of interesting. I guess at that time they'd moved back um, to the state. I don't know if he has a few residents. I don't, I don't know all that, but they lived in the state, and they were just kind of down, and he was showing his kids where he grew up. Uh, from what everyone was was saying, and yeah. that's again small town what people are saying versus <laughs> the truth. Who knows? But then going on to say it was about the time COVID had started, and that's kind of when Pressure Machine, uh, from all the press releases and things that I've been reading about it, I think it might have been this trip where he was coming back and making excuses to show how his kids where he grew up and kind of reconnecting with Nephi or showing them Nephi and Can I get familiar with it again, and probably getting some some feel some feelings <laughs> and some things that might have been buried to come to life and. And uh, that's where this album came from, apparently. Yeah, and he said in some of the interviews so far that some of the things he did for inspiration when he was writing was he had sp- spread out across the keyboard or whatever. The, he had some pictures of Nephi to help him be inspired by the feel of it. The first thing I thought of when I found out about it was going to be about Nephi, and it said the title. Well, first of all, the press release said something about Nephi was in the 1990s. With, if it wouldn't have been for the automobiles, it, would have, it could have passed for the 1950s. And I, I wasn't really sure where that was coming from. That wasn't my experience, but, you know, it is, I'm sure, way different than growing up in Las Vegas to grow up in Utah. Well, you figure at the time, uh, did we have a stoplight at that point? Or was it the blinking light at the med- <laughs> center of track in Maine? I don't know when exactly. The, there, there was a the one blinking point. light was replaced by a real... And we didn't really have a whole lot of fast, fast food options. It was more of like your mom pot. We called them Dairy Queens, but it wasn't the official Dairy Queen. It was, you know, a hamburger joint. Um, a lot of the houses and architecture weren't real. I mean, Nephi, if you were going now versus the 90s, looks a lot different. A lot more new houses, um, subdivisions, 
Uh, there's more gas stations slash fast food options. So I can kind of see where it was a lot more Mayberry-esque. A lot of people don't lock their doors. The, the cars would be left with the keys in. So I can kind of see, I don't know if I took that as a slant of, of a dig or not, but I can kind of see where he was coming from a little bit. If we wanted anything musically, we'd have to drive up to like Orem or Provo. <laughs> You yeah, know. we spent a lot of time driving to to Provo to find you know bowling alleys and movie theaters and um, yeah you might have a Kmart and Spanish Fork along the way but they might not have the imports that you were looking for <laughs> so I I kind of I kind of get it uh, the town was really small really tight community wise so uh, I can I can understand probably what he meant by that but yeah it was also the rest of the world in 1990 was well it wasn't nowhere as Vegas. <laughs> Yeah, so as I thought about that, I started wondering about what, what the title meant. What is Pressure Machine? Is that, uh, how does that relate to Nephi? And I found one of his uh, interviews that he's done where he talks a little bit about this. It the whole thing of love and, it's that whole thing of love and hate for the place you're from. But it's also just pressure is something we associate with Wall Street. I started in my life in this little town. I was trying to think of these people on Main Street and how tricky it is. We start getting analyzed early on with how we handle pressure, and then you get tagged with however you handle it. That may be too young of an age, prematurely. If you compound that with religious pressure, in Utah in the 90s when I was in Nephi, it would have been 90% Mormon. There is no other place in America that has any kind of stats like that. It sort of becomes extreme. When I go back to those memories, the things that stood out to me were the misfits and the people who were not subscribing to the religion. I think those were a lot of the characters that made it onto this record. And so that kind of gave me a little bit more perspective on probably what he meant by pressure machine is, you know, maybe the, the difficulty of, of growing up in a place where a lot of people seem to be the same. If you, if you don't fit into that, you, you can feel a lot of pressure to, to either fit in or completely, completely revolt against it, maybe. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's true. I think 90% is giving us some leniency, too. <laughs> I, I think if you were to go actually people that identify themselves as Mormon, especially at that time, it'd be high 90s. Uh, the weird thing, or the different thing, which other people that are not familiar with Utah, um, there, there's different types of people that would be Mormon. So there's the people that just say they are um, almost culturally, and then there's the people that go every week, and then there's the people that are like extreme, extreme, and then there's like the couple percent that actually just, I mean, hate it and revolt against it. And it's kind of a little subculture within a culture that way. So, uh, or there's just people in the community that that's just, I mean, Stores are closed on Sunday. Uh, you don't do this or that. Um, you know, you can't buy alcohol. Uh, there weren't dirty movies or, or magazines at the, the stores. You go to the grocery stores, there's no alcohol. I mean, there's a You're lot of things. describing the 1950s, Derek. That's that, right. Is that, is that not how, is that, even to this day, is that not how Utah kind of is? And, yeah. and Nephi, we had one grocery store. So if you were going to go and buy uh, alcohol, Everyone in the town knew it was in your card. I mean, it was probably back to somebody by the time you, you got home. I, I worked at a truck stop, as I think we talked about the other episode, and there would be a lot of people that would come out. Um, <laughs> I worked at a truck stop, and I've worked at a motel in Nephi, so I've seen some things and I've heard some things. I'll just uh, let people's minds go. Wherever not, they not from the 1950s. Not from the 1950s, but uh, later part of the 90s, early 2000s. Uh, but, I mean, people come out and, you know, if they were going to buy their cigarettes or if they were going to get, you know, some alcohol or whatever, it was almost watched to see who was in there and then beeline it and, you know, get the bag. Or, or you know, there's things like that, which there, there was a lot of pressure. And 
and probably, you know, maybe it was more in your head, too, because, like, now I think about it, if I go to the store and I see some guy and, and he's buying him some Budweiser, I don't really care. That's his choice. It's his decision. And I don't know if that's how life is now or if that's evolved in how I am now, but in a small town, it could be it could be pressure like that if, if you were going against whatever they thought the normal or the script or what you should be doing was. Yeah, and I think uh, there was another quote from one of his interviews where he said, at a young age, it was black and white. They were good or bad. Of course, with more understanding and more empathy as you get older, I see them with different eyes now, and I feel a lot more tenderness toward their situations. I really wanted to represent them in these songs. And I think, um, you know, I don't remember every my perspective exactly at that time in Nephi, but I, I think I've had a similar experience where, you know, I, I had certain things that I wanted to do and not do, and it's hard not to enforce those on other people when you see the decisions they make. And I think as, as time has gone on, I've, I've also grown a lot of empathy for, for people who, who, who do things differently than me, who have different choices than me. I, I totally agree. And I, you know, I don't know. I might be somewhere in the middle there in the mix. I might have been the weird kid that people wondered what's he doing or why is he like that. Or, you know, I might have been passing judgment on people that I shouldn't have. Uh, but definitely, um, Nephi's full of characters. I'll, I'll say that. I think every town, and, and this might just be the way communities and, and neighborhoods and things are. You, know, you throw the religion in there and some different things. There's probably a different um, skew of things or, or how people react. But Nephi's just full of characters and not... We could say names that mean nothing to people here, but if we were able to tell stories, I actually wrote uh, with one of my uh, friends, we wrote a, a TV um, pilot that was based on people from around Nephi, <laughs> and it was based out of the truck stop where, where I was working, and, and we went pretty far, and it almost got picked up, which is a whole other story, and I was dreading the part where I'd have to contact people to get releases <laughs> Uh, to say this character is based on you. Wow. And, uh, but they were all based out of Nephi and, and the same thing, kind of the, I don't want to say the rejects, but like the, what what's the word I'm thinking of, Jimmy? I think he used misfits. But misfits, that's yeah. a good word. That The people that just not necessarily didn't conform, but were just a little different, went to the beat of their own drum, and they had some good stories. Yeah, and I think as I've gotten older and I've, I guess, become less naive, I think... I've come to realize, it's, I don't know why it's taken me so long to realize that people who go through the same place or the same situations, they, they take it differently, that you come out different. Just because you're similar people at a similar time, similar place, everybody has different experiences. And um, I don't know why it took me so long to realize, to one, you know, I just wonder, hey, we did that together, we were, went through this together. Why, how did we end up in such different places? Yeah, and a lot of it, you can go parenting, but or schooling or whatever, you have different, just this, the cards that you're dealt and how you're, how they're played. And it could be as simple as who your locker was next to and the friends that you had versus if you were on the other side of the, you know, school and, and those friends, or if your dad had a good paying job versus he's working and your mom has to pick up a job. Just everyone's uh, life, you know, could go a little different based on just a few little things that yeah. don't, it's the whole butterfly effect, I guess. So, <laughs> yeah. So, and that's the same thing, even though he was a year older than us, um, and we'll get more into this because it brought up, you know, a lot of different stories and things, and I think about some groups of those kids versus some of the kids that were more our age or younger, and, and just where lives and things have went, and, and there's a lot of, uh, man, there's a lot of uh, contrasts on, on how people have ended up. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into the kind of person you become and the kind of choices you make. So you find out the pressure machine is about Nephi, you read that, 
your re your initial reaction because mine was like uh oh like mine was like careful what we wish for Pandora's box might have just been opened I don't know if the town can handle one can they handle this and two are are they in a place where they can capitalize on this or should they capitalize on this yeah I think the first thing after the trailer I the first trailer came out that was my first reaction was uh oh this this is gonna show Nephi is a bunch of hicks and it's a bunch of drug dealers or something, you know. Just, you know, we haven't brought up yet that the trailers were that that featured the killers um, members in the video were not filmed in Nephi. They were filmed in a small town outside called Eureka. I, you know, the first question is why did they not film in Nephi? Why did they film in Eureka? And it makes you wonder if they were, you know, just trying to show more of this um, small town feel. It's way smaller than than Nephi was in the '90s, but. Um, we love you, Eureka. My my initial thoughts were uh, Eureka, and then I thought kind of the same thing. It's like an old, almost a ghost town. There's still people that live there, but it's old mining town. Yeah. But it's also in Juab County, so I thought they could have took the money and just filmed it on the lot somewhere else. So I thought, well, they kept the money in Juab, which I give them props for yeah. that. And, and then I thought, well, they're telling a story, yeah. and this is their story to tell. It's Brandon's story to tell. These are his characters. If it was a book based out of Nephi. And he wrote the book as if it was in Eureka. I don't know if anyone would care. Right. But but to us, we, we feel like it's got to be. To us, we're that validation point. Uh, two, if the killers come to Nephi on Main Street, which looks a lot different now than it did in the 90s, people are stopping and they're not able to film what they're trying to film very easily or secretively. And also, I don't I don't know. Like, it, it's it's just it's just weird, I guess. Eureka's got a weird feel about it. That's kind of what they're going for. God bless Eureka. I guess yeah. I don't want to say nothing bad about them, even though I did say it was scary last week or one of the first weeks. So that, that was my initial thought, too, and I guess we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, the other thing I noticed in the trailers is there was kind of a juxtaposition, I can't even say the word, of... You know, someone who loved the town and somebody who talked about their brother getting tied to a, a pole at the high school or something. And, you know, just in it, just more about that misfit feel where some people love it there and some people uh, probably want to live there, but maybe don't always have the best experience or don't get along with everybody else. Well, and, and with my wife, so we go and visit Nephi quite often. My parents still live there. And when we've uh, been buying houses or things before, my wife said, well, why don't, why don't we move to Nephi or throw that idea out there? And I said... This was this is my film takeaway, so I don't know if it relates or not. I said you like going to Nephi, and you know we go down on a Sunday and have a family dinner or go spend time or whatever. I said when you move there, it becomes real. Right now in your head, it's almost a fantasy <laughs> of this place where you can go relax and everything's just how that is. And you know family members. I said when you move there, it's it's small town. It's you know good or bad. People want to know about you and your business or, or whatever what you're doing, and also it, it becomes real. It's not the fantasy anymore. So uh, I think with this album, kind of the same. Like, if you go to Nephi, it, it's real. Like, if you're filming in Eureka, you can portray a fantasy, or you can... And also, there's probably directors and things that we're not even aware of that said this is what we're looking for, and that's yeah. their idea, and that's where they went. But, I don't know who's making all the decisions, and whatever the decisions they make, it's fine. It's their record, it's their... But, but that's the thing, even with growing up or whatever, I have good memories of Nephi and I have bad memories of Nephi, but when you move there, it becomes, you know, it's a real place, it's a real place, it's a real town, it's not Disneyland every day, and, and, it, and it becomes real, and there's, there's good and bad that comes with that, so. Yeah, and I think that's true of wherever you live, it's just a lot more personal for us, because it's where we grew up, and wanting to defend it, like I've mentioned before, but, you know, at the same time, we, we can see the flaws and the good things and you know it's it's a place to live just like everywhere else well also when you're in a, a bigger larger city you can kind of hide and uh 
the smaller the city, the more people you know, the harder it is to hide, the more if you have a rough day or you go out and don't. And when we drove around town, you'd wave at everybody. I don't know if they still do, but when we were growing up, you would drive past people, you'd wave at everybody, even if you didn't know them, which I'd have people that would come down, and I'd be waving. They said, oh, you know that guy? I said, no, I don't know. <laughs> That's just what we do. But if you didn't wave at somebody and they knew that you didn't wave at them, that could become a whole thing of like, why are you mad? Why are you upset? What did I do to you? Why didn't you wave? And like, so there's a lot of You're small... You're a pressure machine. <laughs> there's a lot of small town politics that go into these kind of things that I think the general, if you grew up in like a Seattle or a Orlando or a bigger area, I mean, it sounds silly, but there, there's different politics. There's different ways that whatever they dealt with in high school and different things, I have no clue. You know, a, a school that was bigger than a couple hundred people, I have no clue how you navigate those halls or how you don't know everybody in your school and, and have to try to stay away from certain people and try to befriend other people. So, I, I yeah, the first time I heard Pressure Machine, I thought that's kind of a cool name. I think the town should just embrace it and say, welcome to the pressure machine on the sign coming into town that's the electric billboard for, for a month or whatever. And I even went so far as to say we should drop the, the Juab Wasp uh, for, for a while and be the, the Juab pressure machine because that's a lot more intimidating than a wasp. But <laughs> that, that's not going to happen. I can guarantee that. Yep. So that's all I had. Do you have anything else on pressure machine before it comes out? No, I think that's it. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm going to be uh, rolling through the West Hills and seeing horses and, and doing all those kind of things with it. And uh, I guess we'll get back and report either. It will be a, hopefully it's a good experience. I, I think it will be. Yeah, I'm excited. It's it's not going to be show everyone as perfect angels that lives in Nephi. Look, there's, you know. Well, there's no excitement in that. If they just sing a song that sounds like the choir going, no one, I mean, who cares? <laughs> So yeah, I'm glad that there's different people. I'm glad there's different perspectives. I'm glad that uh, it might be hard for some people in town. They might not like it. But I'm glad there's kind of a, a, a mirror reflecting different images. Yeah, Derek, and if we can help bring a dollar impact to the economy of Nephi, then... People go go down Main That's Street. One more dollar that wouldn't have been. Um, everything goes right. You can hop on a bus. I'll take you on a tour, and uh, well, I'll, I'll take show you all the all the spots. All the spots. So what's our song for this week, Jimmy? So this week, um, I wanted to talk about when you were young. It's uh, came out on Sam's Town, I believe, and uh, the one the one lyric that hit me or that hits me from a Nephi perspective is where he says, "Sometimes you close your eyes and see the place where you used to live when you were young." And I think it only says it, you know, it's not like the main part of the song, but um, there's a whole story in the video that goes into quite the backstory on, you know, whatever, but not really Nephi-related, but when I, when I hear that sign, you know, for me, whether it's true for Brandon or not, um, the place where I grew up when I was young was Nephi, and so that's, that's have, what I think of when I hear it. Have you ever watched the show, uh, show uh, Song Exploder on Netflix? I haven't seen it. I know they were on it, but I haven't seen it. The, the Killers were on it, and we watched it the other week, and they go over, so what the, the show is, is they'll just get a band or a group or whatever, and they'll pick one song, and the whole episode is just about that song, composing that song. And so I'm watching that with my wife, who I've been married to for over a decade at this point, and uh, she knows I'm doing this podcast or whatever, and so I'm like getting more into, like just getting more killer details than, than where we were at, just so I can have you know stuff to bring up here or sound like I... You need to be educated if you're going to do something like this. So I'm trying to get, I got the Juab education. I'm trying to bring a little uh, extra education to the thing. See, we can make fun of it because we're from there, but we get offended if any yeah, of you guys don't do. Don't try it. Don't, don't do it. So <laughs> anyways, they're talking, and, and at the end they played the song in its entirety. 
And he didn't mention growing up in Nephi or anything the whole time, which wasn't a shocker because going back to our previous episode, he never did. But it had that line where you close your eyes and uh, you see the faces or places you used to live when you were young. And my wife looks over at me and she goes, that was Nephi. <laughs> and I go, yeah, that's what I've been trying to say for all this time. And she's like, I've heard that song a hundred times and I don't know why it just hit me that like, that was Nephi. And I'm like, cool. yep, yep. And that's why we're doing this podcast. So um, go back and watch that episode. Uh, a, they're an interesting, they're an interesting group. They're an interesting band. I know a lot of the people listening to this uh, right now are probably super fans or they're a lot bigger fans of the killers than me at least. And the more I'm listening and the more I'm, I'm seeing and picking up things, it's just it's it's interesting, and um, I think when Brandon writes songs, which I'm sure we'll get into more down the road, too, it seems like he can take different spots and put a song together. So it might be growing up in Nephi, but then it can go to wherever he's at at this point in his life, in the next verse or chorus or whatever, and then it will wrap around to a different to make one whole story. Mm-hmm. Most most uh, songs are just a story that's about point A to point B, and I find in the Killers. Uh, songs or the ones I've been listening to lately, it's almost like you get chapters and a book more than just a, a, a line and a, a verse or whatever. Yeah, and I think uh, we'll, we'll get into some of the new songs and, and the lyrics, and since they're all about Nephi, we can do it now knowing that they were really about Nephi, so I'm excited. All right, we'll see you next time. <laughs>